you, April. Now, I hope that we have a sermon on the screen uh, from Tim. And on Sunday, oh no, I think it was last week, he said, we should know something about All Hallows Tide. So, I'm not quite sure where he's going. Well, good morning to you, our Wednesday congregation. Sorry I can't be with you in person today. I'm over at the National Bishops Meeting, which is held twice a year, and uh, this particular meeting is held in Ballarat. I want to uh, speak, however, on the passage that is set aside for today. There's actually a pair of special days that have been much overlooked, in fact, even quite distorted. The first is today, which is known as All Hallows Day, or All Saints Day. The word means the same thing. And tomorrow is All Souls Day. And together they are a way of remembering that we are part of something much, much bigger than ourselves. We are part of a great company of uh, God's people, past, present, and will continue into the future, the people with a future. Uh, All Hallows Day has been somewhat uh, subverted by the popularity of All Hallows Eve, otherwise known as Halloween. And Halloween is largely now a, a secular celebration which brings into all sorts of commercial fantasies and uh, different aspects to it. And uh, it is so carried away in various different traditions of folklore, especially coming out of North America and parts of Europe, but it is uh, certainly on our own doorstep as well. What I do want to talk about is the underlying Christian notion that underlies actually Halloween, although not so much Halloween as it's presently practiced, but as it, as it does feature in our church calendar. All Hallows Day, All Saints Day, traditionally when it first appeared in the about the third or fourth century, was a time to remember Christian martyrs those who were losing their life for the faith that they professed. That strikes me as particularly relevant in our own day and age as the rate of uh, persecution against Christian churches in various parts of the world, in Africa, in the Middle East, in uh, a number of different continents. In Asia, we need to recognise that brothers and sisters in Christ today lose their life because of their advocacy of their love and commitment to the Lord Jesus. Barnabas Fund has a lot of uh, accounts of that and it's important never to forget those who are under such circumstances. So we do remember those whose faith has been put to the ultimate test and who are martyrs for their faith. As we do so, we also recognise that we are part of a wider global community. The one church of God, the one people of God, is otherwise known as the All Saints. And the saints are those from uh, the past and the present gathered together. And that dimension of recognising that we are not gone and forgotten in our life on uh, this present experience of life as we have as it comes to an end, we go into a greater company. So it is that reassurance that those who have gone before us are not separated from our fellowship, our communion with God. Indeed, our hope is that one day that we will indeed go and be reunited with
those who have gone before us. And that leads us to the other aspect which is drawn up in the, the uh, observance of All Souls Day, which is tomorrow. Um, and in our liturgical calendar, um, sometimes All Souls is, has not quite the same profile as All Saints do. But Anglicans do observe both All Saints, All God's people, um, All Believers, past and present, is more particularly focused on remembering those who have gone before us, the departed, the faithful departed, those who have trusted in the Lord Jesus and now rest in him. Now we don't know exactly what the state of those who have died as believers, um, there's various images that are used, uh, the image of being asleep um, probably is mainly a, uh, um, a euphemism, just a way of saying it's That as we remember names that are uh, 
near and dear to us, names that we never want to forget, names that we honour and we thank God for. We recognise that not only do we name names and remember and give thanks to God, we also take great comfort in the knowledge that those, not just the names, but all beings that are behind those names, the reality behind those names, are in the presence of God and known by name. They have found their heavenly home and resting place. And our hope and our trust, and even more importantly, God's promise, is that in His time we will be drawn into their company, into the company of all the saints. We come look at the second reading from Matthew 5, a well-known passage of the Beatitudes. Blessed are in the various lists, and we are familiar with them. It both gives the promise, God's assurance, that those who suffer and struggle, and even those who are persecuted, they shall receive great reward in the heavens. But the word blessed is a word to say that God um, recognises and sees and will uphold all those people. So the blessed are isn't a sort of magical term, but it's a promise and assurance that God sees, hears, responds, and embraces all those who are the people of the kingdom. So we have much to celebrate through the themes of all hallows, all saints, and the assurance that we're part of this great heavenly company, the great heavenly family of God. But also we have place to pause and to honour and to name those faithful departed who have gone before us, thanking God, but recognising the hope that we share together of being reunited into the fullness of the kingdom. What a moment that will be. It is beyond our imagination, other that it will be a time of absolute joy. In that spirit, I greet you trust that as you continue in our service and our prayers and our naming and remembrance that God will bless you as God is indeed receiving and holding all those who are our brothers and sisters in Christ.